Welcome to Mission Point. We're so glad that you've joined us in person today and online. We have just a few short announcements to share with you before our service begins. Hello, Mission Point. We are so excited to be hosting our multicultural meal on October 29th, Sunday at 6 p.m. Please come and join us. There will be some Jamaican, Nigerian, Canadian, Filipino food that you'll be able to get to try. So come and uh, let's get be excited and it's going to be a great time of fellowship and having fun with everyone. See you there. On October 28th, there will be a paintball tournament in Moncton from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. for all who are interested. If you'd like to have more information on it, please see Sheldon Anthony. Are you planning for your baby dedication? Our next baby dedication service will be on November 5th, 11 a.m. And see Miranda Mills for more information. Our next date would be on March 2024. One of the ways that we worship is through giving. If you would like to worship in this way, there are a number of ways you can do that. You can visit our website and click on the Give tab. You can use e-transfer to donation at missionpoint.ca. And we have several giving boxes located around the building. If you need any assistance, one of our ushers would be glad to help. We've updated our service schedule, and we just want to make sure everyone is in the know. We start Sunday morning at 10 o'clock with Bible teaching class for everyone. Uh, ages 18 months to 18 years will be in our lower level while everyone else will join in the sanctuary. After a small break at 1045, we go into our Sunday morning worship where everyone is going to be part of that service here in the sanctuary. We also have on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Wednesday worship, the same time, MP Kids, MP Youth have their services in the lower level. And then on Friday at 7 p.m., we have our Friday night prayer. We just want to make sure everyone is welcome. You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Without further delay, I want to bring your attention in the word of the Lord tonight. Amen. Praise God. In the book of Luke chapter 15, verse 1 to 7. Luke chapter 15, verse 1 to 7. The Bible says, Then draw near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees and scribes murmured and saying, This man receiveth sinners and eateth with them. In verse 3, and he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you, having an hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness, and go after that which is lost, until he find it? Verse 5, And when he hath found it, he layeth it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my ship which was lost. Last verse, verse 7, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth. 
more than over 99 just persons which need no repentance. Tonight, I just want to preach to you uh, that is entitled, Jesus is looking for you. Jesus is looking for you. Shall we pray tonight? Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your presence that is among us tonight. I pray, let your will be done. I ask for your anointing, Lord, as your words being preached. Touch your people. Speak to us, Lord, oh God. Challenge us. Convict us, Lord, I pray. Hallelujah. I pray, oh God, that we will never be the same after tonight, oh God. I thank you in advance for what you're about to do, I pray. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody shout, Amen. Praise the Lord. Shall we clap our hands to Him? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. I want to thank Pastor for allowing me to speak behind this pulpit. I always take... Uh, this uh, with high honor being able to uh, speak behind this pulpit. So thank you, Pastor. Amen. Uh, there are several scriptures we can read in the Bible that God has been constantly searching for something among men. So there are some examples here. In Psalms chapter 14, verse 1, the Bible said, The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. Listen to this in verse 2. The Lord looketh down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any of that did understand and seek God. In verse 3, they are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. So in this, in this verse, we can read that God is looking down from heaven, looking Amen. For um, among the people who understand, amen, and really understood that we all need Him. But everyone was just doing what is evil in the sight of the Lord. And, and the Bible said when, when it speaks about fool, it is more than just an intellectual judgment. But it is also a moral and spiritual judgment if humanity seeks God's heart and plan. And because they don't acknowledge Him, it reflects with their actions, with all of their evil deeds. Because people may try to forget and reject God. But because the Lord is gracious, amen, hallelujah. His grace is always constant and active. Hallelujah. He always reaches out to people despite of men rejecting His grace and His love to them. God is looking for people that seeks God. That's number one. We can see in the Bible. Secondly, in Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30. The Bible says, And I sought for a man. Listen to this. For I sought a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. The other thing that God is looking among the people is someone who would stand in the gap. Basically, it means intercessors. That would intercede in behalf of people, in behalf of your family, in behalf of your friends, and in behalf of, uh, of, the, of your loved ones. God is looking for someone, amen, to intercede, amen, between them and God. Amen. The prophet Ezekiel declared upon Jerusalem because of their disobedience and wickedness that God was looking for someone that would stand in the gap and intercede in behalf of the people. But unfortunately... He found none. Amen. Thirdly, it's another one here in John chapter 4, verse 23. 
The Bible says, or Jesus said, but the hour cometh and now is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And this is the word again, for the Father seeketh such to worship Him. Another thing that God is looking or the Father is looking among men is worshipers. And I pray that when God looks at us, He'll find us be, uh, being worshipers to Him. Amen. Not complainers. Come on now. Hallelujah. So I'm just uh, saying that, you know, in, in principle, God is always looking for some, uh, someone among people. Amen. In the book of Genesis, Adam was the most special among all the creation. And if you will notice, when the Lord created the heavens, when He created the earth, the animals, when He divided the firmament and divided the waters from the dry land, you notice that He spoke everything into existence. And he used his word to create. You can notice that he used it six times. And he said, and God said, and things happen. And God said, and things happen. But going down in that verse, in that chapter, you can see that it's different when he created Adam. He didn't just spoke him into existence, but he has to uh, use his hand and take that from a dust of the earth and form him. And then breathe, amen, into his nostrils. And he became the man as uh, become a living soul according to Genesis chapter 2 verse 7. We are all special. Amen. God's fingerprint is all over our lives. Yeah. Hallelujah. Right. We are all special. Amen. But the story goes on that we are most familiar that Adam and Eve fell into temptation and disobeyed God's instruction that, you know, to not to eat the fruit of the knowledge of the good and evil. For they shall surely die. And as, as a result, sin entered and humanity had become, uh, become subject unto death. And then goes, uh, going to uh, Genesis chapter 3 verse 8, the Bible said, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Notice here, they hid from the presence of the Lord because of shame. Because they disobeyed the instructions of the Lord. And in verse 9, following that verse, uh, Genesis chapter 3, And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Where art thou? God is looking for Adam. He, wasn't, he was looking for Adam not because he couldn't find him, but because he wanted them to confess of what they have done. And you know the story that goes on, and they were cast out from the Garden of Eden and from the presence of the Lord because of sin. You have to realize, church, that sin separates us from God. In Isaiah chapter 59 verse 2, the prophet Isaiah said, But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hidden His face from you, and that He will not hear. Our sin, our iniquities, our trespasses separate us from the presence of God. And ever since that day, 
in the book of Genesis, the Lord has been looking constantly and searching and desiring for you and I to come back into His presence because God is longing for a fellowship with His creation. His greatest creation. The Old Testament sacrifices was instituted in attempt to reconcile the fellowship that was broken between a holy God and a sinful man. Hallelujah. But those animal sacrifices, the blood that has been shed, amen, uh, it was never been enough. All those rituals that they've done in the book of, in the in the Old Testament. It was never enough to mend that broken relationship from God and man. And then here comes in New Testament. Jesus Christ came as the Lamb and died for our sins. And once and for all, His blood, hallelujah, washes away our sin. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful tonight, church? Hallelujah, that the blood still works and it still washes away our sin. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in a position that I just get taken for granted of what the Lord has done to me. Amen. When we talk about the cross, when we talk about what the Lord has done, how He redeemed me and saved me and changed me and healed me i don't know about you but there's something inside of me that says hallelujah my soul cries out hallelujah hallelujah i cannot take for granted the things that god has done for us just because we've been in the church for so long and hear the same message all over again doesn't mean hallelujah i'm gonna downplay my worship because he's so worthy he saved me and changed me thank you jesus but I have come here tonight to preach to those who have lost their way. And your life has been in distance from God. In Luke chapter 19 verse 10. The Bible says, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Hallelujah. Tonight church, whoever you are here, you may be watching also online. I want to tell you it's never too late yet. His loving arms are still wide open. His grace is still reaching. Amen. His mercy is still enduring. Hallelujah. God is looking for you. Jesus is looking for you to come back to His presence. No matter how far. Hallelujah. You think you've gone away from the Lord. No matter you think how bad. Hallelujah. The things that you have done in your life. It only takes one step. To come back to His presence. And that is through repentance. Repentance in Greek word, it's metanoia. It means to change one's mind. Repentance in essence is turning back away from where you are heading into an opposite direction. It means a 180 degree turnaround. In military term, when you say repent, it means about face. So when a commander would just say, okay, march, they would march. And then they would stop. And when the commander said, repent. That's how it is, church. I'm not, uh, not military, but that's how it is, church. When you say repent, turn back from your direction. We're all, hallelujah, used to be going to a different direction. 
away from the Lord, heading towards destruction, amen, but because of His grace, amen, because of His love towards us, He allowed us, hallelujah, to hear His voice, to hear His word, the gospel, the preaching of the gospel, amen, and as we have responded to Him, hallelujah, God has given us the opportunity to change our lives and direction, hallelujah, you turn away from the ways of evil and turn to God. If the Old Testament prophets been preaching repentance, the first message of John the Baptist was repentance. Jesus is preaching is repentance. Peter preached repentance at the day of Pentecost. Paul wrote an epistle about repentance. And I believe we as a church in 2023, we're still going to preach repentance. When the people are preaching good feelings and good stuff and prosperity and all those gospels, we as a church must stand, hallelujah, and must still continue to preach repentance. Even though it doesn't, you know, feel nice in their ears. We still got to preach repentance. Because repentance, when we preach repentance, it just deal with their lifestyle of people. And sometimes people doesn't want to be told what to, what to do, especially with their lifestyle. And people try to twist the word of God to fit in to their lifestyle. But it's supposed to be that our lifestyle must be in line to the word of God. We need to repent. Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 14. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Repentance. Then will I hear from heaven and will I for, and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Praise God. Going back to Luke chapter 15, Jesus, the, the, the scripture that we read, Jesus was having a meal with the sinners and the Pharisees and scribes were murmuring and questioning, why would Jesus, a rabbi, was having a fellowship with the sinners? Then Jesus told a parable in response to that murmuring. While they're supposed to be the spiritual leaders. Amen. They are the ones who are murmuring. But the sinners were listening to Jesus. I pray that we will not be filled with the scriptures in our mind. But, but those that people that still murmurs. And the ones that are sinners are the ones that intend, you know, they're listening to the word of God more. Then Jesus told a parable about the lost sheep and how a shepherd was willing to leave the 99 and search for that one who's missing and lost. And then Jesus explained how the 99 represents the just or those who are righteous that need no repentance. And to that one who's missing and lost that represents a sinner. That repented their sins is worth celebrating and rejoicing. Jesus was willing to leave the 99 for that one person. We need to realize and understand that we are likened unto ships who are lost before. Isaiah 53 verse 6. All we like ship have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. Led by our own lust. Led by our own desires and our thoughts, our own way, selfish ways. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of, of us all. And also we need to understand that Jesus Christ is our shepherd. 
According to John chapter 10, verse 11, He is our good shepherd. And 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 4, He is our chief shepherd. And right now, that good shepherd, that chief shepherd, Jesus is looking for you. I'm not preaching right now, tonight, for the just, for the righteous, but I'm preaching for that person. Whether you are here or you're watching online, even if it's just one person tonight. In Luke chapter 5, verse 31 to 32. And Jesus answering and said unto them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. In verse 32, I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And tonight, if you are going to be honest to yourself, church, and you felt that you feel like you're, you're lost, you lost your purpose in life, and you lost your identity, and you're trying to belong to a certain group or some certain identity you want to belong with because you're trying to fit in into this world, and you lost the sense of your identity. You don't know where to, to go, and you don't know where to, uh, where to turn to and what to do. And if you're trying to find it in the world, if you're that person, you try to find your value as a person from relationships. You try to find value from the material things on this world. Or you try to find your value with the possessions, buying stuff. Because you thought that if I have more possession, I may be become valuable person. Or you try to, you know, we, we, you try to find value with your job that you do. Some people, they just, they, you know, just because they think that they do an important thing, that's a, uh, you know, they thought that they're already an important person. And that's why some people would just dive in into job and put everything in it because they find value for themselves. Or sometimes the position that you have to earn, and res- you know, the position that you're looking for or longing for. And once you're that, in that position, you thought that you're going to earn respect and you're going to earn importance from people. Those are, you know, good stuff. But you have to realize that our value as a person doesn't come from of all the things that I've just mentioned. Because you may have all the money in this world and you may have all the possessions and you may have all the position and everything in this world that can offer. Amen. And you can still find emptiness in your life. And I'm telling you, hallelujah, that you've been looking for a different place to find value. But I'm here tonight to preach to you that that value you, that you've been longing for, is, you can only find it with Jesus Christ. Jesus is the answer that you've been longing for all throughout your life. Hallelujah, church. Amen. Jesus, hallelujah, gives value to us because He loves us. It doesn't matter if we have those stuff or not. We are valuable in His sight. Hallelujah. He purchased us with His own blood. He gave us His name. He gave us His word. He gave us His spirit. Everything that the church will need because we are valuable in His sight. We are God's property. Hallelujah, we need to find value from the Word of God, from Jesus Christ itself, and not from the things of this world, because He is the one who can satisfy our soul. He can make us whole, 
and restore our identity and purpose in life. And maybe you've been hiding. I'm almost done. And I'd like to ask the music to come back. And maybe you've been hiding from God for too long. Just like Adam. Because you felt like you've done a lot of bad stuff in your life. And your first response is, instead of going to His presence, you did the opposite of running away from the presence of God. Maybe you're that person. You've been trying to hide from God. You felt like, Lord, I'm not worthy. I'm not even worthy. But nobody's worthy anyway. Jesus thought us worthy. We ourselves, we are not all worthy, but the Lord gave us value. Put value to us. So you don't have to, you, know, you, you, don't, you don't have to hide anymore from the Lord. Because He's calling you. Where art thou? Where art thou? It is time for you to respond to the calling of God. Let God wash you and cleanse you from all the guilt and shame. Let Him fill you with His goodness and love. Hallelujah. Let God move in your life. Hallelujah. And respond. Amen. To to the preaching of the word. God is inviting you. All of us. Amen. We need to come back into His presence. Don't let your pride stand in your way in coming back into the presence of God. There's no judgment or condemnation here. Hallelujah. God is looking for transparency. We can put on lots of masks, try to hide things in our life, make it look appear, you know, look like you're fine outside. You may try to put everything, you know, in, in, in a facade, but deep inside, there is a cry in your heart, in your soul. You've been longing for a change in your life. You tried everything that you can. You're always disappointed. You're always ending up being frustrated with the things that's been happening in your life. Hallelujah. This is, your, this is our chance tonight, church. Just let the Lord God minister to you. Just open your heart and just respond to Him. Because God is calling. There's a call of repentance right now. Hallelujah for everyone. Especially for those who felt that you are lost. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is looking for you. His grace is reaching towards your life. Hallelujah. Let's all stand tonight, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll open the altar tonight. Hallelujah. We can can come into the altar. Hallelujah. Just let let God search our hearts. The Bible says that God is the one who searched our minds, our hearts, the reign of our hearts, Jeremiah said. Hallelujah. The heart is deceitful. Hallelujah. It is God who searched our hearts. Hallelujah. 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 We as a church, God is bringing us into a new season. Hallelujah. God is bringing us into a new season. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let God minister to you right now. Hallelujah. We are not here in the church to entertain anybody with music and words of preaching. It's not about that. 
Hallelujah. It's about us as a church, as an individual, coming back into His presence. Hallelujah. Jesus is looking for you. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.